always kind of tough situations to be in because either way, you know, if you score or you get scored on, you're probably not happy. Uh, so what, I guess what's it like to just have this kind of scrimmage and what did you notice for, from both teams? I mean, 1-1, one, one, so, you know, the, the, it wasn't a, a win for the team or a loss for the team. So right. what did you learn? I, I think, well, we go into each one of these really focusing on one aspect or two aspects, on, on one aspect on both sides of the ball, um, spacing in the attack. Um, and I thought that was really good. And then defensively, locking the ball in one wide channel. And I think we did a pretty good job of both those things. So, uh, and then it's obviously you play the game and there's transition moments and there's all those things, but we go in with a specific objective in these inter-squad games. Um, and then the last piece is, is the way they compete. So those two things tactically, and then the, the way they competed. And I think that, um, and what I said to the team in gray was, you know, they, they were on the wrong end of the ball for, for a lot of the match. Uh, but there was a play at the end there um, where two guys threw their bodies out, made two good blocks, and then five minutes later they, they found a way to get back on the So, again, talking about the competitive piece, the mentality piece. Um, so these games are really useful in that regard. So it's not necessarily the, the score of the game that, that, that matters. It's looking at the objectives from a tactical perspective, but also the mentality and the way we want to compete. And then we're about halfway through preseason at this point, three weeks in, about three-ish or so weeks to go. Uh, what have you learned so far about this team, and then what would you like to accomplish over yeah, the second Yeah, you know, half? I think it's, it's, it's crazy because I think uh, the really interesting thing is, you know, if you don't have a couple of players here, um, so, for example, you know, Serge is no longer with us, uh, Aaron is no longer with us, and the group emotionally takes on a different um, identity, um, leadership roles start to st- step up. Jay Glad steps up a little bit more. Um, and so you start to see these nuances in the, uh, the culture of, of the group with certain players gone and other players coming in and obviously still awaiting Salva's arrival and then hopefully another player or two, um, which will affect that. But I, but I think in the three weeks, what I've noticed is a group that um, loves to come in and really be deliberate in what we're learning and taking something from each training session. And I think when you break it down like that, it's digestible as far as a seven-week preseason is concerned. Um, if it's just thinking about it in terms of uh, the weekly or the monthly or the six-week plan, uh, I think it becomes too big. But these guys really dig into the details and they, and they want and the video sessions and they come into the office and they want to talk about it. And so for me, it's a group that's owning and, and, and holding themselves accountable for, for their own growth and for the direction we move in as a group. You mentioned it a little bit right there, but what can you tell us about Sava's arrival and kind of the hang-ups there? I'm, yeah. Like the next benchmark is, yep. is kind of Arizona. Are you hoping to get him back by then? Yeah. Or? So I, I think the one thing that uh, that I learned from last year, right, because I think as a coach you learn something uh, about the way you want to manage, more importantly, the effects of certain aspects of, for example, missing preseason, right? And so sure. last year Rubio missed six weeks of preseason where you lay down the foundation of, the physical work, the tactical work, and it took him nine months because we shortchanged him because we wanted to expedite his growth. Sure. And so we brought him into the team. And of course, he can't produce what he's capable of producing if he doesn't have the physical attributes, to do, physical fitness, right, right, the fitness capabilities yeah. to, to be able to do that. And so what happens? Then it becomes a confidence issue. So it doesn't even make sense. You're talking about physical problem and then, and then it affects confidence? Yeah, because if you can't do what you do. So really, it's about Sava coming in. He comes in Monday night. Tuesday's the start of preseason day one. Sure. So, you know, uh, obviously Sava's a really important player on this team. But again, what I learned from last year is you can't take this period of time 
and think it's just preseason. It's not preseason. Sure. It's foundational work. And if you build anything on a poor foundation, sure. you're going to be disappointed with the results in the future. So he's got, a, he's got a lot of catching up to do. The great thing is we got players that have stepped up, that are stepping in, that are fit, that are 75 minutes fit. Um, and, sure. and so that gives us a good pause and a good runway for, for Sava to come in and, and build them up. And if it's game three, game four, it's better having him in a good headspace, good physical space, than it is to throw him to the wolves and then and then wonder why his confidence is low based upon what we experienced last year. You talked about some players stepping up so far from what we've seen already. From specifically what you saw today, who do you feel like stepped up? Or I guess throughout what we've seen so far from the preseason. You yeah, like you know, I, I think it's really interesting because I think it always starts with your level of expectation for that player, right? So Jay Glad, expectations are extremely high. And I think he's he's raised the bar, you know. Marcelo, from a just a leadership coming in every day and 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 and, and being the guy, he's been great. Dami, stepping foot and just his presence with the group has been really really impactful. And some of the younger guys, guys like Emeka, have been have been consistent performers at at this level, which is a good surprise. Um, uh, Moses Nyman in the middle of the field has been uh, again uh, a kid that uh, went, went went over to Belgium, didn't have a kick comes into an environment that is, again, hopefully nurturing, hopefully academic in a way that we want to help these kids get better. Um, and he's not put a foot wrong. Uh, guys like uh, Pablo have been sharpened early in the preseason. Um, and yeah, and, and so I would say, and Rubio, I think Rubio and Anderson have been extremely, extremely sharp in their movements and their in their spacing and their in their communication as to, uh, you know, it's a lot of things that we've been working on from an attacking perspective. This next week, we're going to double down on our pressing from the front. Um, but I think those two guys up front have been fantastic as well. Um, for players like Moses Nyman that are, that are coming in, you're fairly new to the team. What are your goals for them? What are the expectations that you have? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I think uh, for each player, it's going to be different. Obviously, there's roster implications. And I'm not, at, at this point, his situation is kind of up in the air. Um, so we'll see how we go. Obviously, you know, in the, we, got, we got a bit of a crowded midfield with Pablo, Brian, Scott, and Jasper in there. Um, but when I look at a guy like Moses Nyman, I think, man, this guy could be a top, top midfielder. His composure on the ball, his distribution, his positioning on both sides of the ball is really good. Just needs to, again, this league's relentless in its, in its physicality. Just beef that up. That takes a little bit of time. But uh, super excited about his development. Emeka, even Elijah, you know, there's, he comes in every day, looks at video from his training session. Um, and so we really want a growth culture. We want guys that want to own their own craft, own their own development. And, and that's what we have. So the expectation for each guy is going to be different. When they step in and make a difference is going to be different depending on opportunities given. Um, and that's all, who knows how, how that all manifests. But I, I couldn't be more proud of those guys uh, keeping the standard and, and some of the guys raising the standard. Road trip here in Arizona coming up this next week. What are you most looking for to get out of the guys, and um, how much is, is rest going to come into play with a string of four games out there? Yeah, I think um, the guys are uh, about at a tipping point as far as playing against each other, and it's really interesting because we actually uh, the way we want to attack has been we've been focusing on that for the first two weeks, and it's it's we go from the our build up third to the final third and, and four passes when it's done real clean. And it's really hard to defend. So today we had to actually figure out how to defend against ourselves the right way, which wasn't always easy. Um, and so I think what Arizona does is it presents us an opportunity 
to play both sides of the ball against an opponent that doesn't know what we're trying to achieve. Um, and, and being able to really compete the right way um, as we did in L.A. And so uh, I, I think that's, that's really the focus. And, and so those games are more sharpening the sword to get to Vancouver in, in the sharpest, most clear, clear understanding on both sides of the ball, clear understanding as to the mentality, the culture, the competitiveness. Um, and so just really honing those details as, as we play those four games in, in lieu of that Vancouver game. Carlos Andres Gomez likely to come in and join the team this week. How do you feel like he's going to maybe affect the chemistry of this team? And uh, do you feel that he will be week one game ready? Uh, you, know, you, you won't know until he's on the ground. We, what we've done this year, which has been uh, really good, is set a certain physical parameter that each player must reach before moving on to the next layer of, of uh, physical work. We'll see how he is when he gets here. He's been doing his plan. It's very difficult to train on your own. And even if you're running, running without thinking, so just running strides, for example, there's no, you're, you're, it's you and the time. But in a game, it's you, the ball, your teammate, the guy, adrenaline, the referee making about it. I mean, there's so many things. It's a different type of running. So the fitness has to be soccer fitness. And, and that's why we've been playing so many 11s, because the game at the end of the day is the best teacher. Um, you don't have to tell people to run. You have to run. You don't have to tell people spacing because you'll see it. You'll feel it. Um, so with, with, with Andres, uh, the important thing is we get him here. And again, really important that we get him in a good physical shape, knowing that he's coming from a, a, a league that at time there's, it's really controlled as far as the possession's concerned. Where here, it's a lot of transition. And so if you don't have that base, um, but we want to make sure that the first game he steps foot in, whether it's the first, second, third, whatever that looks like, he is going to be confident in all his abilities to show well, to feel good about himself. Um, and, and, and the same thing goes for Saba, and the same thing goes for any new player that gets here. And, and I feel that what we've done, what the guys have done here in the first three weeks is create an environment of competitiveness where these guys are ready to go if those guys aren't ready. And that's what it seems all about. I got to ask you a capital J journalism question because I've been really impressed the last couple of days, not by a player, but by the preseason playlist today. Who's in charge of that playlist? And it had like a 90s vibe yeah, today. Yeah, 90s hip hop. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's really our assistant uh, kit man, uh, ben, ben Chavez. Okay. Um, and he's got his, and we usually, it's usually three stations. Uh, it's usually uh, reggaeton. Okay. Um, and then some form of reggae. Okay. Or in this 90s hip hop. Okay. Go back yeah. and forth between the We just go. I've heard the reggaeton. I've heard the 90s hip hop. Yeah. I don't get in there on a reggae. Okay. Day, we'll, okay. We'll, we'll play that next time. Okay. We'll play that next time. <laughs> um, messing with the formation a little bit. Three in the back, four in the back uh, at times. Um, what, what was it like to be back there, I guess? And, and, and just, did you feel comfortable, I guess, in all the positions that you were asked to be in today? <laughs> yeah. No, it felt really good just to honestly just play a game. And this is, we've been playing a lot more since last year. So just getting more fitness like through 11v11, which is honestly way more enjoyable than some of these other training sessions. So we're just kind of working on getting sharper, getting fit, and taking one day at a time. We're just about, I guess, halfway-ish through the preseason. Uh, how do you feel like things have been going thus far, and what would you like to improve on over this these next three to four weeks before the first games begin? Uh, yeah, things have been going really good. Um, like I said, we were supposed to go to Santa Barbara, so we're, we're just excited to get to Tucson, honestly, and I think we got three or four four games there. So we're just excited to, to get fit, you know, and that's the hardest thing. It's been such a long off season, so games are the only real thing to get you fit.
What's the chemistry like on this team? Because every time I think that there weren't a whole lot of changes in the offseason, I see like a new trialist or a new academy call-up or Monarchs call-up mm-hmm. or that kind of thing. So what, what's just kind of like the gel like of this team as we are, you know, a couple weeks into preseason camp? Yeah, I think actually compared to last year already, I think we took like a huge step forward already this year. Uh, I feel like the guys, the new guys and the, the trialists are all kind of bought in. So I think we're a lot farther ahead than we were last year. Uh, so it's actually really enjoyable. I think our play's way better than it was last year at this time. So just exciting to continue to improve each week and see us gain momentum each day. What's behind kind of that increased gelling, I guess, or increased chemistry? Because I feel like it's more than just, like, playing together and that kind of thing. Like, there are yeah. there, like, off-the-field workouts, tips? Like, do you guys go to dinner more often or, or lot, anything like that? Yeah, a lot more film. <laughs> We're doing film, like, oh. every day, um, just trying to work on our – positioning mostly offensively and defensively and just fine-tuning all those details it's like soccer you can never be perfect but we're always striving to do that so it's a it's a fun little game um, you mentioned in the offseason it's nice to finally get a contract extension and not have to play kind of year to year Um, I I talked to Trey in our last media session and he said you just ran a ton this this Mm -hmm. offseason I guess how much has, has cardio and then running so much helped you in your game and uh, how do you feel like it'll affect you for this year yeah I think I always come in physically fit um you know for me I'm just trying to continue to improve you know it's hard to when you play a game then you're out for a month you know that kind of back and forth so for me it's just that consistency every day just getting better working with the coaches every day and I feel way more the best I've ever felt ever uh since being here so just taking one day at a time thanks sir um for the remaining preseason games that you guys have, what are your expectations for yourself for those games? What do you look for to get out of those games? I think the number one thing is to win, keep shutouts, and, and continuing to get better on the ball. But as long as we're keeping zeros in the back and and winning games, that's that's all that matters in this league. I got to do some capital J journalism here because mm-hmm. the last couple of days I've noticed the fire playlist is playing off of the boombox for mm-hmm. you guys every session. Yeah. You know who's behind the playlist and you got any takes about it? I'm not sure who is. It's probably uh, Ryan Cotter, our strength coach. So I just <laughs> talk to him. It's got like a 90s vibe to it. It's I don't either know, that or Pablo. Like might be okay. Pablo, actually. It might be Pablo, yeah. yeah. That actually feels like a very Pablo yeah. thing. So. <laughs> That's fair. Yep. If, you, if you were behind it, what, what music would we be hearing? Uh, probably some country for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Yeah. Last question for you, Eric. Um, how do you feel? How do you feel that Pablo's officiating was today? Feel like it was fair? <laughs> yeah, I think he's honestly. Careful, don't get fined. I, yeah, I think he's honestly just trying to let things play. You know, let yeah. us you know go through it. So there was a PK maybe down there, but we always look at that stuff at the end of training and on on video. So we'll see if that was a PK or not. So he just kind of lets it go. So it was just fun. Thanks, Eric. Awesome. Appreciate it.